You see, I was sexually abused until the age of 12. I felt dirty. I felt like someone's leftover trash. I felt ashamed. But the age of 12, finally, I put my foot down and I said, no, no more of this. This is not okay. I don't think I ever thought this verse as this was happening, but over the years, God's brought this verse to me and has brought me much comfort to know, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own body. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow. Like, my body was being abused. Now, did I understand any of that at that age? No, but God laid this scripture on my heart over the years and just growing in maturity in Christ. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your chief storyteller host, and welcome to the Altered Stories show, episode 67, Rochelle's From Trauma to Passion God Story. Thank you for listening to the show, and I hope you've also subscribed to it. Friends, before I introduce my awesome KC Kingdom Rockstar guest and ministry friend today, I'd like to share just a few happenings about the podcast. I am excited to share just a little bit around why I started this show in the highlighted fall issue of the Spark Media Magazine. This beautiful podcaster magazine link to order your pre-copy or copy uh, is on my Facebook social media Altered Stories Ministry supporter page. And I'm also excited to share that God continues to open up opportunities to share my God story on other podcasts too. You can find more information about my future guest appearances on this group page, or for those of you that use LinkedIn, you can find it on there too. Also, I am always amazed to see how God works in bringing such amazing Christian women to share their God stories on my podcast. And today I'm excited to share the mic with my special guest, Rochelle Morlock, who I met at a local Kansas City women's leadership missional networking event. Now, here is what you need to know about Rochelle. She lives in the Kansas City area, of course, with her husband and two adorable children. She is one who has dedicated her life to sharing the gospel of Jesus all around the world and has spent the last 15 years doing that in several ways. Rochelle is also a co-host and producer of the Growing Women Faith podcast, and I was blessed to be on that podcast as a guest as well. She also oversees the administration and funding for Bloom International Worldwide. She's been a Young Life leader, leader for Campus Crusades for Christ, and lived throughout West Africa doing missions, and also lived in Thailand overseeing educational uh, homes, 
and running hygiene clinics and doing a whole lot overseeing women's conferences deep in the jungles of Northern Thailand. Wow, we're gonna hear more about some of this from her. Good morning, Rochelle, welcome to the show. And how are you doing this Monday morning? Good, thank you. And thank you for having me this morning. It's like I told you before the show started, it's always interesting having the tables flipped because I'm normally the one interviewing people and hearing their stories. So it's pretty fun to do this. <laughs> well, I am so delighted that you're here. Thanks for being my guest. You know, I have heard yeah. your story. It's really profound and powerful. And I can't wait for you to share it, gal. But I'd like for you, if you don't mind, to share with my listeners today around the world anything else about yourself personally that I haven't shared. Like Michelle said, I, if you would have told me 10 years ago, like, yes, I started doing ministry when I was 19. So I guess it's been longer than 15 years now. Um, if you add up the math, because I'm 36. So, but if you would have told me, even when I was 19, that this would be my life, I would have laughed. And you'll learn more about why I say that when I go deeper into my story. But 10 years ago, I got down on my knees in June 2011. And I'll say that's my wake up call. And I said, God, do with me as you will. And he rocked my world. He <laughs> does what I that. He does he that. Has. He, he really has. Because six months later, I packed up two bags and I moved to Africa. Had never left the country, Michelle. And was like, let's go. So there I was as a single girl, single missionary. I had not gotten married yet. And I went on faith and I will be quite honest and upfront. There were so many days where I had fear. I mean, that's really hard to say. And learning that I had to put my full trust in God was something I had never truly found myself in. And there were nights where I was like, Jesus, I have no food. And people would bring me meals. Like, it's just, it's one of those events where I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> like, yeah. So if you would have told me even like what I said, like 10 years ago, I would have been like, no, there's no way I'd be right here where I am. So. Well, thank God for your obedience, because what you're doing is blessing so many. And I, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about your podcast and ministry with uh, yeah. my listeners today, Rochelle. Yeah. So. Like Michelle said, I have a nonprofit and also a podcast. And that podcast started off of our nonprofit. So I'll have to start there. I moved to Thailand in 2015 after getting married. We were married for a year and a half. And we moved there to run educational homes and do hygiene outreach for children. And God got a hold of my heart. And I realized how much I missed women. But I didn't know in what capacity and that will be a little later in the story as well. I'll get more in detail on that, but a lady that was Hill tribe, Curran, there's 12 displaced people groups, by the way, in Northern Thailand. And she had been to America 
and had seen these amazing women's conferences that are done here. And she's like, I want this in Thailand. So she reached out to now my co-founder, Sherry Konzakt, and said, make this happen here in Thailand. And Sherry's like, well, I got another girl. So there we were. We went six hours deep into the jungle in northern Thailand with my five-month-old in September 2016. And Michelle, seriously, we did one conference that September. And I said, that was great, but I'm never doing that again. (laughs) And we just did it as two crazy girls for a few years, just not really, no funds, no, I wouldn't say support. Like people would give us money to run the conference, but we were there full time. So you know, people will just be like, here's a hundred dollars, go buy women some stuff for these events. And it was two, three days. We were hosting these women in the jungle and we started out with 44 women. And now here we are five years later, we became a nonprofit March, 2020. And it was just a whirlwind. We're now in four countries We are working with thousands of women. We not only have done one conference, we've done 13 conferences. Two of those have been virtual. And we have a Rise for Widows program. And that started actually, Michelle, in light of COVID. And I was actually against it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I said, we have no funds for this. It's never going to happen. Yeah, you're the fun lady. Like, (laughs) geez. I know, right? Hard. And I always joke, Sherry's like my, let's go pray to God and God will make it happen. And I'm more, I'm more of the realistic one, I think, because I'm like, well, or skeptical, I guess. But we have now delivered over 40,000 pounds of rice, aiding over 400 women and children. And we just launched into three other villages. And we have a mentor program now where we've trained up 26 leaders throughout the three countries. And guys, as much as I would love to say, I'm only going to say Thailand, but we're in Southeast Asia. But to protect the women, I can't say the other two countries on here, but I would love to chat with you or Michelle can get you in contact. Um, We just want to protect them as much as possible. But throughout those three countries, we now have 26 women that are leading these other women because our goal is to stay behind the scenes. Our goal is not to lead these women. We're just there to empower them. And that's that's our whole focus. Bloom International, we aim to empower and inspire and encourage women. And we meet them where they are. A lot of them have seen horrific things. And I'll share some of that in my story as well. But in COVID, I one of my main things I do is I travel. I travel to churches. I get Bloom's name out. And like everyone else, we were stuck at home. So I was like, hey, let's do a podcast, guys. (laughs) I knew nothing about it, but I was like, hey, I'm home. I will start researching. So we started, we launched our first episode June 2020. And now we have listeners in 27 countries. And we just aired, I think, our 29th episode. And so we're finishing up our warrior women series right now. So yeah, it's just a ministry underneath our pot or our nonprofit. So 
Well, it's a lot going on. <laughs> yes, I feel you, sister, because let me tell you, that's that's how Altered Story Show started. We did. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The podcast was just the platform for the ministry, which is the nonprofit. So I started out like wanting to help women share stories, tell stories, evangelistic storytelling. But the podcast was the means to being able to bring the ministry to those that wanted to support my nonprofit. So it's in parallel. So you're not the only ministry that, of course, and I, I think it's wonderful, truly, that you made that decision to do that podcast because it's a great platform. You can use it for so much and you're telling those stories and you're helping those women and just super excited. So yeah, Rochelle, I'd like to also know, <laughs> since you're such a storytelling gal too, why do you think it's important to share women's stories or, you know, stories? Each of us are given a story for a reason. We can take, I mean, we all face trauma. We all face victories. We, but why? if you don't take good from it, you know, like those, those sorrows can be someone else's hope. And that, I mean, that is so important. Even like the story of Job, I mean, his story is victory for so many people to see that glory in all those trials that he faced and knowing that in the end, there's good that's going to come out of it. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just so amazing to see stories transform lives. And sometimes you don't even realize you're transforming someone's life through your own story. Yeah. So, and I loved hearing yours that you shared and have publicly shared. So I feel so honored when women come on my show and they grace us with their gifts of sharing their story, because it's a very personal thing. It can be very personal and, um, you can feel the emotion and, you know, I know God's smiling and it's giving him glory too. So I really appreciate those words. And I'd also like to know, do you speak any other languages since you've been abroad? I do. I used to know Pular really well. Um, I say really well. I knew Pular to get me into a lot of trouble, which is a local language in Senegal. And that was the people group I lived among, which is the Pular people. I know Bada now, which is hello. (laughs) I can't tell you anything else at this point because it's been 10 years almost. So when you don't practice it, you lose it, right? I do understand. Yeah. So I've learned several languages over the years, but like just enough to get me by. I learned some Arabic, but yeah, (laughs) when you don't use it, you lose it. So I know Thai, so I can say say a words for us. I will. So what day ka? That's hello. Sabadi Maika. Uh how are you? Um I am sub um D um D ka. I'm good. I'm good. Um Kloncho Araika, what is your name? Uh Dichonchul Rachel Ka. So yes. Hello, how are you? And my name is Rochelle. Beautiful, beautiful. I can say avoir parlez-vous français? Je m'appelle Mademoiselle Michelle Saunders. That's about it. 
<laughs> I do know that. <laughs> um, my next guest is that de- definitely has French. Um, she has an incredible testimony too. But anyway, it's always fun. I learned a few words and hopefully a few of my guests that are, or, uh, or my listeners are listening to that have maybe some background where they understand what you've shared. So now, Rochelle, I'm going to ask you the big question that I always ask my guests. So Rochelle, where does your From Trauma to Passion God story begin? It begins in the pew. I actually grew up in the church, so I think that's important. I want listeners to know this because my grandmas are my angels. I became a Christian at seven, and I am so grateful that I had those principles before I went through what I did because I don't think I would have been able to look at what happened for the glory of God. And I'm going to jump into it, if you're okay with that. However God leads you, my friend, however God leads you. Thank you. This is the second time I have shared publicly in America. (laughs) So I'm hopefully going to get through this without crying. And I told myself I would never share this in America because those people are still in my life. Yeah, so I've shared all throughout Southeast Asia because I can leave it. I get on the plane and it stays in Southeast Asia, but I can impact women there. So my pastor actually asked me a few months ago if I would be open to sharing my trauma to passion story, my transformation story. And he didn't know what my true trauma to passion and I said, I don't know, but he said, just speak on whatever God lays on your heart. And I knew what it was, Michelle, but I was like, I'm not doing it. And for a day and a half, I was like, "Mm -mm." and I almost called him and said, no. And then I finally called back and I said, I'm going to do this. And he knew I was not going to ever speak because I had just told him. So at the young age of seven, I felt like free bait. I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I did not matter anymore. Why me? Why? Why, God? I was held against my will, and I I was told not to move. I was told to be quiet, and if I tried to tell anyone anything, that they would laugh or they would not believe me. You see, I was sexually abused until the age of 12. I felt dirty. I felt like someone's leftover trash. I felt ashamed. But the age of 12, finally, I put my foot down and I said, no, no more of this. This is not okay. I don't think I ever thought this verse as this was happening, but over the years, God's brought this verse to me and has brought me much comfort to know, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own body. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow. 
Like, my body was being abused. Now, did I understand any of that at that age? No, but God laid this scripture on my heart over the years and just growing in maturity in Christ. Sometimes I still think and tell myself that it was just a dream, but it wasn't. It happened, and it happened to me, and I cried, saying, please let me go. God heard me, so why didn't he stop them? I was a child. I was his child. I was his joy. The reason? God gave man free will. But in all of it, I never once lost faith. Yes, I faced a very horrible trauma at a very young age. And let me tell you this, guys. And I want you to listen to this and hear this. This has not been an overnight fix. I've spent years working through this pain. I actually shared at the age of 24 for the first time with my mom and she kind of laughed it off and I put it back in my heart because she just didn't want to accept it. And to be honest, as a mom now, I don't know how I would reply. I hope I would reply with, honey, I understand. Let's get you help. But in that time, I mean, yes, I wish she would have looked at it different, but then there I was. I had to share with my husband. So I had to open that door back up before we got married and shared out my heart. And that was honestly the first time I had processed it. And like I said, I shared openly for the first time in public in America just a few months ago. But I remember when these events were taking place, guys, and feeling truly like there had, there just had to be a reason. There has to be a reason that I am facing this trauma from the age of seven to 12. Those were the words in my head. And I actually remember it. I I remember having my arms held and crying out to God in my head. And I think in that time, if you would have told me that, sweet girl, Sweet girl, God has a plan for you. God has a glorious and a mighty plan for this story. I promise you, it's okay. I probably would have said you're crazy. But now, here I can say today on this podcast that there was and there is a reason. I have had the opportunity to speak to hundreds and thousands of women about sexual abuse. Most of these women that God has allowed me to meet in my life have not only been sexually abused themselves, they have actually watched their daughters be raped and sexually abused right in front of them. Because of the pain I have faced, I can look at them in the eyes and say, I understand. I understand that you feel like someone's trash. I understand that you feel ashamed dirty, worthless. I understand no matter the background, no matter the color, no matter the age, no matter the religion, no matter the language that these women speak. The five years of trauma I have faced has made me the person I am today. That trauma has now become my passion. I now have a nonprofit that I told you guys about that aims to inspire and encourage and empower thousands of women across the globe that we teach them that they are beautiful, 
and that they do matter and that they are a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And if you look at Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, write this down, guys. He will give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So I want to challenge you guys. I want you to think about this. What are the ashes in your life that are waiting to be turned into a crown of beauty? What ashes have you held on to because you don't feel that you are worthy to give it to God so that he can transform your life? What are they? We are not called to do this life alone because let me tell you, I can say that I've gotten through this, but I did not get through any of this without God. God has walked me through every single step, guiding me, get putting those women in my life, giving me those scriptures at just the right time. Isaiah 61 verse three, walking me through all of it. What right now do you need to give over to God so that he can use you guys? so that he can transform you into the person he made you to be, not who the world says you should be, okay? That is so important. The world is going to tell you you should be one thing, but God, God is going to tell you what he made you to be. And it's so amazing. And it's nothing, the world, nothing that the world could ever say that you're worth. We are beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. I just really want to encourage you guys that we've all faced battles and maybe you are in the midst of this battle. Maybe you're saying, gosh, Rochelle, this is me. This is me right now. I am in this battle. I am in this fight and I need help. Like, guys, you are not alone. You are not alone at all. And let me tell you something. I wish, I wish someone would have looked at me at the age of 12 or however, between the age of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and put their shoulder, their hand on my shoulder and said, sweetheart, you are not alone. You are not the only one facing this. Because honestly, guys, I thought... I was the only single person in this world that was being sexually abused. And because of it, I hid it. I was ashamed. You are not alone. You are not alone in this battle. So, yeah, that's kind of, (laughs) that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, girl. That's a beautiful story. And I did cry. I know. And that's okay. That story is beautiful because, Rochelle, I understand what it feels like to be violated. Okay, I I understand that. Not to the depth of how you were, but I understand the violation. At a very young age, I encountered that to some levels. And it's so hard to process. It's really hard to process. 
And so for you, that's a lot of years when you were younger, you know, and it does affect you and it affects so many different areas. And it's so important that those that have encountered this type of abuse understand that God loves you and he's gentle with you and he knows Mm -hmm. exactly how to come alongside you and help you go through that process of healing. And like you said, what's so important, people always say, well, if God is a God, why does he allow these things to happen to people, Mm. you know, vulnerable people or, but as you shared and as others need to understand, we live in a fallen world and there are people who are evil and they've come from brokenness. I think there was a movie out the shack that depicts, it was very powerful and depicts why people do evil and how difficult it is when you're a victim of that. But the story that you've shared is a story of hope. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of how God took those pieces and brought them forward so you could then be empathetic to be able to help those women that God, I mean, you can choose to be bitter or better. And you have taken that to bring him glory by helping those. So it's an amazing thing. My pastor's wife sent me this this morning because I told her I was speaking and it's or I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You intended harm, you intended to harm me, but God intended to do all for good. He bought me, brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. And I was like, you know what? I think I've always bypassed that. Like, that is so true in such an amazing verse. Like, Satan, his goal is to harm you, but God can use that and turn it to good. So yeah, I thought that was a really good verse. That is a great verse. And, you know, when we, we think about, you know, what Jesus did on the cross and all the difficulty he encountered in terms of persecution and, you know, other physical, you know, abuse and all those things for our sins and taking that on and then going to the cross for us so that we could experience eternal life and, you know, could come out of what we've encountered in our life in terms of difficulty and challenges and abuse and persecutions and all those and to be able to walk in our glorified bodies in the future. So, you know, the whole story of Jesus and his redemption and all of that just gives all of us who are made in his image, you know, an incredible hope. And I think what you've shared today and, you know, others, but in your particular story, you know, there's probably so many women or even women who know others 
who have come through this kind of abuse. It's it's so prevalent. I mean, we've seen this with the women who've, you know, come forward from the U.S. gymnastics team, you know, that's such another hard, hard, but, you know, the hard part from what you've shared and what I know I encountered is you don't, nobody, you, nobody, you don't think anybody knows, you know, your story or what you've been through or you're all alone and, you know, and that I think is very hard for some. So, um, well, many, a lot, <laughs> And so I want to hope and pray that the Holy Spirit will definitely work in those hearts of those that even hear this and will share it too, so that it can minister. So thank you for those ministering words. And did you get any kind of counseling um, or go through any Christian counseling therapy at all? So actually, kind of what started stirring my heart was. After college, I went back to college because I became a college cross country coach at a university or at a um, Longview Community College, but they couldn't pay me. But they're like, we could, you know, put you back in school because I was just an assistant. So I was like, sure, I'll I'll take some free classes. So I went back for social work, and one of my classes was the counseling, like trauma, and. I wrote my story for the first time, wrote it for the first time, and it was the hardest thing ever. And then that's when my mom, she didn't mean to, but it was a rejection. But no, I know that sounds bad. I I haven't. I literally spent all that time just having women that had um, seasons ahead of me that were pouring into me and just going to God. Um, I have a doc that I go to in Lee Summit, not as much anymore, but I used to. And I would go there five days a week every and just sit there for an hour and paint and write out scripture. And that that's that's been my healing. <laughs> That was before children, guys. <laughs> Life is different now. <laughs> different season. Yes. So, yeah. Well, you're also in continuing to share your story. Mm -hmm. And that's a healing piece. Oh, and to be honest, that's just sharing it here in America is really starting to heal me more. Yeah. That's, oh. that's why I started Altered Stories, because yeah. I found that in yeah. my own life that, you know, it was compelling to share. And every time you do share, there's something, I think, really supernatural the Lord does. Mm -hmm. And then the blessing of so many. And I'm just going to pray that you'll hear feedback from this. And, you know, it'll be encouraging for you. I'm sure you have heard some feedback already from those stories that you've shared from being out of the country and also from those who've heard locally. So, you know what, I'm, I'm very looking forward to what God's going to do with the story and what you've shared. And, you know, I love those scriptures, Rochelle. And can you also uh, share a little bit with my listeners, how you best can be reached? Because for those that may be struggling, I mean, 
they may want to reach out to you and, and feel comfortable doing that, I'm sure is important um, for you as well. So like personally on Facebook, it's Rochelle Morlock. I am totally fine reaching out to anyone that wants to reach out to me on Facebook and my email. I can make sure you get that in the link, but it's Rochelle at bloom, intl.org. And then you can find us on or find me on our bloom Facebook And then we have Instagram and Facebook for our Growing Women of Faith podcast. So there are a few different ways to get a hold of me for sure. So wonderful because I think that's and I can make sure you have all that too. We'll make sure we're we're um, we do put an episode page up for each woman that shares. Um, So we'll make sure that we have your information up there. So it's easier they just go directly to our website and then the episode is out there, all the different links. And then um, your some of your personal information we'll make sure is out there as well. So that's just another opportunity depending on where you are in the world and trying to get access to the information. But God connections are the best. That is for sure. So yeah. are there any other words or anything else the Lord has laid on your heart that you might want to share, Rochelle? I think one of the things to a scripture that or a verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 27, 17, I believe. I'm probably going to get it wrong. As iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. And in those seasons, like we are called to surround ourselves with like-minded people. And this was something I was told. And just even in my life in the last couple of years, I'm like growing as a nonprofit um, leader and also just growing as a leader in the community, surround yourself with like-minded people or who you want to become. Because when you're surrounding yourself around those people you want to become like, you're going to become like them. When you're surrounding yourself around people that are negative or still stuck in certain situations that you want to get out of, you're going to stay there. So that's my biggest encouragement. And I'll tell you the truth, like finding, connecting with Michelle, that was me stepping out of my comfort zone too. Like I need to get plugged in with like-minded women in the community. So I joined this uh, women's missional And it's profoundly changed my life because I'm still a very young entrepreneur leader in the nonprofit world, if you want to look at it. At least I feel young. I tell myself I'm young. (laughs) Well, I tell myself I'm young too. (laughs) And then I see the high schoolers and I'm like, wait, that's a six or that's a 16 year old. They look like a sixth grader. So, okay. (laughs) I'm like, they are 20 years younger than me. I think God has gifted us all, you know, differently. But hey, I wouldn't worry about it. God is going to raise leaders from all age groups everywhere. And there's a ton of entrepreneurs out there um, that are God is raising up. And I just love it. I just love to see it. And um, it's exciting. And it's been a wonderful opportunity for us to to uh, connect, being part of um, 
our commonality, you know, in nonprofit mm-hmm. and podcasting and our love for women and conference conferences for women, all those things. So mm-hmm. um, sharing Jesus, that's really amazing. And the healing yes. power that God has through our stories, right? And I think yes. that's exciting. So again, Rochelle, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. Um, we were a little bumpy going, but we got here and I will be <laughs> praying over your ministry, over your podcast, looking forward to us connecting in different ways. One of these days, I'm going to get out there hiking with you, gal. Yes. <laughs> we're not hiking yes. a 14 or so <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yes. You could come with us to Washington this coming summer. So we plan Ooh. to do Olympics. I got to do a little bit of training. I'll get my mojo going, but yeah, that's really exciting. That'll be cool. So, well, friends, thanks again for listening. And until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based nonprofit and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.